Another edition of the Behind the You podcast. We're joined by Cam McCormick. Cam, what is up? What's going on, Josh? How you doing? I'm good. So obviously, you know, you made the headlines and probably anyone that follows the University of Miami pretty much knows the story. Let's start here because I'm going to be honest with you, dude. And maybe because I'm closer to this, uh, just being, you know, a Miami guy. I thought some of those, you know, ninth year, how old is he? Got kind of lame pretty quick. With me or against me? I'm with you. It's all stuff I've heard before, though. Like, every time something comes out about, like, last year when I was coming back for an eighth year, the same thing. Every time when in the middle of the season when that thing was like, oh, you're petitioning for that ninth year, which I didn't have to petition for it. As soon as I got here, I submitted the waiver again, and it was accepted before the season even started. I knew I had it. It was like the same thing. You're old, get a job, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, it's just old. Like, y'all recycling the same lame jokes. I'm like, come on, you guys got nothing better. That's like they're, they're like layups, man. Like that's the easiest stuff. Come on, man. Give me something. Work at it. Work at it. Yeah, yeah it's like my age. Get a job. You got a job, bro. You're probably, bro, you're probably I, and, and this bro. in this in this world we live in. These you, it probably is a job. And why yeah, would you give bro, it up, like, bro? Get it. Go get your CDL or something. I'm like, <laughs> no, like or it's like where like he he better have degrees. Like he better graduate school. It's like I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I've done that. Like, I mean, when I'm done with football, I'm, I'm going to give me a good job. Like, now let me ask you this. Did anything you read, like, put a smile on? Like, anyone just make you – that was actually pretty good. There was one There was one that really stood out. It was, uh, it was like, when Cam McCormick, Cam McCormick in the team meeting, and it was the, the Wolf of Wall Street, and he's like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> that, that, one, that one was pretty funny. I, that one made me smile. So. All right, good. I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Obviously, I knew you had – extra years of eligibility you have played more than most um right. i didn't know the whole story per se exactly what had happened to you obviously i figured there were injuries medical red shirts etc and quite honestly because the low-hanging fruit is just ninth year all the stuff we just talked about i'm not sure i'm sure more people know about it now because you said you've been doing some more media but can we kind of go through a brief timeline of like exactly what you've been through because i don't think if it, it's one thing to be like he's played nine years it's another thing to say or to know or to understand the story. He's played nine years because of blank, 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 right? Because that that totally reshapes the story. Yeah, and I think a lot of people get it confused. It's like, I haven't played nine years either. Like, I've been in college for nine years, right? But, like, I'm going on my fourth season playing, and it's like everybody has the opportunity to play four seasons or, like, three or to four seasons, right? Like, that's been – that's normal in college. So, you know, yeah, my, my – journey might be a little bit different to play those four seasons but like ultimately it's still I'm playing four seasons I would say uh not only is it different it's probably its own unique story yeah I would say hard pressed to get guys have been hurt guys have been injured guys have probably gotten a six year guys have medical red shirt but to the extent of the stuff that you've had to go through and there's even other stuff that we're going to get into that shapes the entirety of the whole thing in terms of growing up but can you give us like the cam mccormick for dummies injury report and sort of what you've been through and then we'll kind of once you kind of lay it out there we'll kind of dive into it yeah so uh senior year of high school i tore my acl i graduated high school early semester early i enrolled at university of oregon uh, my first year at University of Oregon, I registered. There were three seniors ahead of me. Um, I learned as much as I could from those guys while I could, and, and also was recovering off of the ACL injury uh, surgery I had. Uh, 2017, I played in all 13 of the games, uh, which would have been my redshirt freshman year. Before that season started, I I was hospitalized with rhabdomyolysis. It's basically like muscle breakdown. Um, 
I was in the hospital for a week with it. Like it's basically like you overwork your muscles. So what? like, so, so walk me through, you probably was going through like an off season workout, fall work. Yeah, like, so like after my freshman year, 2016 coach Helfrich at the time, he got fired. They brought in Willie Taggart and he brought in his strength coach, um, coach. O. and when we got there, like coach Taggart was trying to basically like, to me, it seemed like he was trying to wean out, like, like, like get rid of the weak links, you know? So we did these like excessive military style workouts, like push-ups, burpees, push-ups, up-downs, sit-ups. And it's like if and you had to be perfect as a team. So you had to do like like ten, like uh five movements or whatever. 10 perfect push-ups, 10 perfect sit-ups, 10 perfect bodyweight squats, and 10 perfect or in a minute plank as a team in your group together, right? We don't know what we were doing, right? The first group's always like the one that's like the test dummies, you know, because the next group you can, when you get done, you can tell them like, what, well, hey, this is what's going on. <laughs> right. Were you the first group? I guess you were the first yeah, group. Yeah, I was the yeah, first right. group. Okay. Started it, I think it started at 6.30. So like it was early. We just had got out. We didn't play in a bowl game the previous year. So we were off all December. We get back in January and we start doing these workouts. And it was like for four days straight, we didn't get past doing push-ups. And every time you didn't do one perfect, right? You had to start do 10, over. You had to do 10 uh, up-downs. You don't do it right before you reset 10 up-downs. Yeah, you don't do it right, 10 up-downs. Now go back and do your push-ups. Now go back and start again at the push-ups. That when that lasted a whole week long. Like we were just, I swear, every day I did like 400, 500 uh, push-ups and up-downs every day. Like my arms was just stuck. Anyway, I had to go to the hospital for that. I was in there for a week. Actually, I'm going to break this down piece by piece because I think if I wait till the end, I'm going to... All right, so we can't, we can't really just glance over and go to the hospital. So like what triggered the call that takes you to the hospital? Like, was it a, was it a 911 type? Like, how, how does that occur? Well, one, like, I used to have long hair. I couldn't put my hair up. <laughs> like, I couldn't lift my arms above my head. I could, like, I had to, go, like, eat and I couldn't bring the fork. Like, I had to bring my mouth to the fork. So then I talked to the trainers, and they're like, okay, we had to, like, run these, they, like, test or, like, what it, it is. Figured out what it was. And then one day, like, that later that week on Friday, I get a call and they're like, Hey, we just talked to the doctor. <laughs> you need to admit yourself into the hospital. Like they need to see you. So I just was with my best friend at the time, drove me to the hospital. And then next thing you know, I'm calling my mom like, Hey, I'm in the hospital. I'm all right though. Like, but all along, like it causes kidney failure. So like, I thought I was all right, but I didn't know like what was going on internally. So your body guess was just completely and utterly broken internally. Yeah. Like muscle, like muscle breakdown, like total muscle breakdown, like, Blood was like, it was like, you know, something like, I, I don't know. I can't really go into detail about it, but it was like, I had to do something like the myoglobin and things like that, like CK levels. I don't know. Well, you ripped <laughs> off the name. Of, well, give me the name of the disease again. Rhabdomyolysis. Yeah. You got, once you were spelled that out, I was like, damn, this guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> um, so, but only that, for, so for a week and what happened, you get out after the week and you're good. Or is there like a sort of a rehab process to get you back? Basically you like lose all your, like your muscle, like all my like upper body strength was like done for. And that was like right before I was going into my redshirt freshman year. I think the whole year I could only like do like 10 pushups. That's all I could do. Like I can only bench like 135 because like that was like super heavy to me because of my muscle, like muscle breakdown. But you were playing? Yeah, I was playing, but like, it was like, it didn't really impact me playing. It was just more so like lifting wise. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't like lift heavy weight for long. It was more so like I'd get super tired really fast. So then we get to that 2017 season. I play in all 13 games. So to this point, a couple of pickups, so to speak, yeah. but we're, we're okay. Relatively yeah, okay. okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Because at in 2017, I had was just recovering. I was coming off of that ACL injury. Um, everything felt good. Um, and then 2018, Coach Taggart left. He went to Florida State, and Coach Cristobal got the head job at Oregon. And like, I really wanted Coach Cristobal to be the head coach. Like when that when we all the players were like, "Hey, we want Coach Cristobal." Like and like, you know, Rob Mullins listened and everything. Like that was like that was kind of cool because he's you know he's a coach that everyone wants to play for. So 2018, I was in the offseason. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a big year for me. Basically, my my second year playing, like I can make a, a lot of strides here in the offseason to prepare myself for the season. Uh, me and the other tight end, uh, Jake Breland, we were going basically back and forth the whole offseason about who was going to start the first game. We get to the first game, Bowling Green. I remember we were running like outside zone and – I just I was like running outside zone, my back was turning. I remember just some I feeling someone like fall on the back of my leg and like I got rolled up on. And then I try to stand up. And like when I went to go to stand up, I like put weight on my leg. Like it was like this. And then I felt like my bone, like it was like going like this. You could feel it. I could feel it. Like I felt like if I would have put all my weight, my leg would have like just broken, like broke down. So I ended up breaking my leg and tearing a ligament in my foot in the first game of the season that year of 2018, which again, like that was normal, you know, that's an injury to football. I thought, okay, you know, things happen. It it is what it is. And we'll recover and go from there. So at this point kind of meant, even though you've been through some stuff mentally, we're still sort of, okay. Hey, that's what happened. Play football, tough physical. I got you. So, so far we're sort of, we're relatively okay with sort of how we've, we've done so far. Just, Hey, bad breaks, but We'll get, we'll operate, we'll rehab. Yeah, we'll be it's unfortunate. It is what it is. Like, you know, it's unfortunate. And, but there's no, like, I, when you play football, you sign up for those things. Like, you know, things can happen and, you know, you just got to be hired. Right so basically, we rehab it all off season. I participated in spring, spring ball. So I was ready to go by spring ball, doing the off season running in the off season, like in the summer part, right before fall camp. And I start feeling this, you know, this, this pain in my ankle. And I'm at this point, I'm like, what's going like, it's odd. Like I thought this injury was good to go. Like everything had felt fine in spring, whatnot. Get to the first game and it's like, it's bad. I can barely run. I'm like, I feel like I had, you know, went backwards to like, you know, months of my, my rehab and everything. And come to find out the little like suture that was holding the ligament together in my ankle bone, basically like I was trying to play on it this whole, like from basically you know, summer up until the first game, um, I was trying to push through it. It was basically just like sawing my bone in half, like basically had like a fractured medial malleolus because of this suture that was in there holding the ligament together. So basically just was like just in there. And it was basically, I broke, so I broke my, instead of, instead of working for you it was working against you. Yeah. It was like working against me the whole time. So 2019, I had to have that repaired. So I fixed that. And that was, I mean, I missed the whole season because this was right at the beginning of the season. Right. So that knocked you out the whole year. Knocked me out the whole year. I got to imagine at that time, there's a little doubt. Yeah, I was a little frustrated. I was like, dang, like, you know, why me? Things along those lines. But I was still like, okay, well, things still kind of happen. You know, like, that's unfortunate, right? At the time, I was like, that's unfortunate. But Cam, let me ask you this. You're saying this to me now, right? That's almost five year, four to five years ago. So take me back then. Is that really how you felt then? No, I was pretty pissed then. I would imagine. Um, I mean, shoot, I went from 2018 to starting in that game to 
2019, not one, not playing again. I was kind of, I was frustrated. I imagine it's one thing to go through rehab, right? But now something that's kind of wasn't your fault is going to take away another season. Yeah, it took, I I was, I was pissed off, honestly. Like I was pissed off. Like I mad at the the, the train. I wasn't mad at the trainers. I was mad at the surgeon because I'm like, how did you let this happen? Like, what's going on? Like, you don't know what you're doing, things along those lines. But I just kept being optimistic about it. Like, you know, Oh, let's do this rehab again and you know hopefully it's fixed then I mean that's all I couldn't do I can't I can't sit there and dwell on the past and whatnot I was at the time I was like I just got to look forward like every day is a new day that's kind of what was getting me through it it's just like every day is a new day to get better like I knew as soon as like it it was feeling like like I knew like it was feeling like it was like I was like as soon as I can get it fixed like the surgery to get it fixed let's do it so like immediately when I knew what it was I was like all right I want like we need to get the surgery done as soon as I can so I can be on the healing the healing process like I didn't want to sit there and wait months to get it to get the healing process going I was like as soon as I can boom let's get it on the way and then every day from there I knew that I was gonna be getting better and that's kind of what kept me going at the time imagine a bank that cares about you one that sees their customers as part of a team with a common goal to achieve their dreams well imagine that there is one we're Amarant. We're ready to help you wherever you are in life, and just as importantly, wherever you want to go. Amarant, official hometown bank of the University of Miami Hurricanes, member FDIC. So now we also need to sort of just throw it out there. I guess I misspoke when I said you played nine years, but this explains why you've been in college for nine years, because now we are at the 2019 season, and you yeah. played one year. So you've been in college for up until this point, you've been in college for four years. And you played one, correct? Yeah, 2017 was the yeah. the year the year that I played all, all the games in. So in theory, 2019, you should be well. 2019, 2020, in theory, you might have graduated four or five years. You would have been done, but you played one year up until this point. Yep, and and that was during uh, right around that time, 2019 is when I graduated with my uh, bachelor's degree in advertising, and I still only played one season. So then we get to 2020. So I get the surgery right, 20, 2019, get get doing the rehab process again, we get to 2020. That year was kind of crazy because it was COVID, things along those lines. But like we were able to like, we started spring ball and then like COVID happened. And then we like, we went home for a really long time. So like I was just training at home, right? And you were where at this time point you're in Oregon? Cause I know you've moved around a little bit growing up. That's the other part of the story. So you're in Oregon? Yeah, yeah, I was still, I was still in Oregon. I was in Bend. And how far is that from um, Eugene? Two and a half hours, two hours. Okay, so a little bit of a haul. This time, like, we're at home, and I'm training at home, and I feel totally fine at home, right? And then we get back, and then we're, like, we're not as – we didn't even do spring ball that year because of COVID. So then we got back, and we were just doing, like, summer, you know, workouts, conditioning, training, at, you know, summer. But it was COVID, so, like, everyone was, like, spaced out. or was, We were all outside, things along those lines. And we were running, and same thing. I was running, and I started feeling this pain in my foot again, and I'm like – now I know it. I'm going to, I'm going to guess at this point, what's you got to be, on? you got, at this point, you got to be a little like, am I cursed? Like what's going on? I was upset. I'm like, what is going on? Like, I would imagine the first conversation you had with a trainer or your mom or somebody, there were a lot of unkind things said out of frustration. Yeah. I mean, of course, cause you, at the time you're like, this is the third year in a row now. Like I'm like, Oh my gosh. And at this point, like, I'm like, it was, I was being told one thing. It wasn't this, it was like tendonitis. Like, Hey, we just got to work through this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you're the trainers. Y'all know what y'all know what it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna believe y'all, right? So that's what I was doing. I was I believed them, and I just kept trying to work to get back. This is summer of twenty. 
summer of 20. Um, we don't we have go. a season yet, obviously, because I think the Pac-12, you guys started late, didn't you? Yeah, and then so we ended up having the season. So we started basically, we were short, like fall camp was shorter. The season was shorter. And the whole time, like, I'm like trying to participate in fall camp, the season, fall like or fall camp. And like, I mean, I'm in pain. I'm limping like crazy, you know. Um, I'm telling the coaches, like, I want to play, right? Um, coach are telling me, you don't look ready. You don't look like you can play. And I'm like, well, the, everyone's telling me it's just 10 to 9. I got to push through it. So I'm like, I'm trying to push through it. And then the season starts, right? And I'm the first couple of games go by. And, you know, I ended up getting COVID in the beginning of the year. So I couldn't even play the first two games. <laughs> I didn't know. No, I didn't know that part. How was it for you? Oh, it was fine. Or, or you know what? I actually didn't get COVID. I was, my roommate had COVID. So you got quarantined. I got contact trace. So I had to go. I just missed two games, no matter, like, just because it's what it was. Um, so I came back off that and I was like, still feeling this, this problem. I go to like, then I out there practicing, right? And I, I basically, you know, make a, do a football move and I feel a pop in my foot and I'm like, oh, that's not good, right? Like, that's why I'm like, I didn't know. I was like, I give up really. Like that's what was going through my mind. Like I give up. I don't know what, what this is. I can't keep doing this. Uh, I remember after the practice, I was calling my mom uh, and I was like, I'm ready to quit football. You know, I was like, I got my degree already. Like, I'm just ready to, I just want, at this point, I was like waking up every day. I had pain in my foot. I can, I couldn't walk normal. I couldn't sleep without it hurting. I couldn't do anything without my foot not bothering me. Right. And that's kind of what was going through my mind. I was like, I'm just ready to be done. I want to be, I want to be healthy again, like whatever it's going to be. But like, I was like, I'm okay if it's not football. Right. But let me ask Cam, you let's say you give up football. You still were in pain. Even if you were living a normal life, you're telling me you can't sleep. You can't walk. Yeah. So there was still something that had to get fixed. I, cause that's the part I think people don't understand, regardless of the injury. Some injuries, I should say, is either the rehab uh, or whatever you were going through. Like, there are many nights that are not kind. Yeah, no, not kind at all. And, like, every day it was in pain. And I was, like, try, while I was trying to play, it was in pain. I, I was, like, I just want to play football. Like, I want to be out there with my guys. Like, I want to compete. I want to. I want to ha know that feeling of like being out there and like winning and, and and celebrating with your team, but like I couldn't. So obviously that I felt that pop in my foot. I go get it looked at more, and it's like this is. I was like at that point, I was like this is bad. Like I tell my mom, like I, I want to just find out what it is. I want to fix it, and I'm okay if it's not playing football again. I just want to. I don't want to be in pain every day. I want to walk normal. I was not walking normal, like basically. So at that time, I was like, I don't want to see the same doctor I had seen the previous two times. Right. I'm like, I was on Instagram one day and I was, uh, I was watching like, I don't even remember what it was. It was like, they were like playing pools. Like a, it was on like ESPN. They were like playing pools, like, like table talk or whatever. And they were interviewing Plaxico Burris and Plaxico Burris talked about how he played in the Super Bowl with his ankle injury, but he had just had surgery. And I was like, he's like, this is the best guy. And I somehow saw it. I sent it to my mom and I'm like, we need to find where this guy's at. And what was his name? Uh, Bob Anderson. So you found uh, Bob Anderson. So the story, the way I understand the story, well, I guess does Mario help you get connected? Well, like I mean, he probably does. I mean, I don't know. I I, I sent it to my mom. My mom sent we and then we then sent it to the trainers, and the trainers then got me connected with him. You know what I'm saying? Whether whether I don't know what happens on goes on in the background, but it started with me. I sent it to my mom. My mom then sent it to who she sent it to. And then eventually I was able to have an appointment set up with him. Right. He's, and he, and he is the doctor. So this is uh he's the doctor for whom green Bay. So he's the, he's the green Bay Packers doctor. 
the ankle doc, the ankle specialist. He's a world renowned ankle specialist doctor. Like he he does it all. He's seeing people say social media is bad. Look at you. You found the solution. Yeah. So I basically so this is in, now we're in December, right? Of of twenty twenty. We've now not played for three years. Three years. Yeah. So I'm going on that that third season that I missed, and it was the COVID year, so I got that year back, right? Um, so basically in December, I go over there and I get it looked at, I get it checked out, and what happened was so the previous surgery in 2019, when I had that first pain and the suture was, you know, that fractured the bone, right? They took the suture out because then the ligament was then healed. They put two screws in the bone to fix the bone, right? Those two screws that they put in my the ankle bone basically were rubbing on a tendon in my foot, my posterior <laughs> tib tendon. It was rubbing on the posterior tib tendon. And every time I was running, it was basically like shredding the tendon, right? So that one time I felt the pop, I basically ruptured my tendon from the two screws that were rubbing along the tendon. And this whole time I thought it was, you know, tendonitis. I just had to push through it. So I, you know, I, I went the whole COVID season trying to play on something that was making it worse the entire time. So I'm guessing at this point, not to put words in your mouth, there's got to be partial relief, right? And partial anger because yeah. I was really frustrated because it's like, it took this long to figure out what it was, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but also like when I went and saw uh, Bob Anderson in Green Bay. Like I got there. I remember this was during in December. <clears throat> it was freezing in Green Bay. My appointment with him was on the 21st, right? So I get out to Green Bay around the 18th. I was with my mom. We get out to Green Bay around the 18th. And the first couple of days we were kind of just hanging out. We're checking out Lambeau Field. I was gonna say you did you you, you hit Lambeau, right? Yeah, hit Lambeau. We 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 toured the, the facilities, all that cool stuff. Cheese, we did cheese, bratwurst, hot dog, you kielbasa. You had to have some Midwestern food. Yeah, we had we had some food out there. Can I ask you, like, what's your body like at this point? Like, like you know, like physically, like, are you in shape? Are you out of shape? Like, what, uh, no, I was in shape. I mean, I was in shape. I was weighing probably around two fifty. You know, the same as I had been the whole time. Um, I you know, obviously when I you sit around on your butt for you know six weeks or or whatnot because of you can't really do much. Like, I'll gain some weight, but obviously, like, I lose it. Well, you know, we were in the middle of the season, so like, I was like doing things regularly. You know. Your body, you didn't, you didn't lose muscle. You didn't lose strength. You, you kind of maintained. I stayed, I really maintained it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I met with him on the 18th and I walked and we walked in there and he was like, oh, I know exactly how to fix this. I know exactly what it is. And at that point in my head, I was like, oh, like I thought I was going to miss a whole nother year. Like everyone's talking about this surgery that I was had to get. It either was going to end my career or it was going to take me a whole another year to recover from. And I was like, a whole year like i don't know if i could do this for a whole nother year like i was like oh but like at the end of the day like i had to do it because I, that's what i want i wanted to be just feel normal right but we went in there and he when he told me he knew what it was i've done this surgery on other people they've come back and played in six months i was like oh six months is nothing i can do that again <laughs> I was like, he seemed so confident in like his ability and what he, what it was and how he was going to fix it like we, he walked in there and it was like, I know what it is like his plan. Like, I know what it is. I'm going to, I know how to fix it and you're going to be good to go. Right. All right. That was on the 21st was our appointment. I had surgery on the 23rd in green Bay, in green Bay. I flew home to bend Oregon on the 25th. And that was the worst flight I've ever been on because weather or your foot was throbbing. 
my foot was throbbing <laughs> and I didn't think that sitting like I basically had to like like I had the whole row and my mom was in the aisle so like my foot was like up on her like I had to elevate it but I was then sitting with my back like up against the window right up, right the whole time because like I couldn't put it down because I put it down it would just all the like it would just hurt so I was just sitting like it was just the most uncomfortable flight ever I got back to bend and then at that point it was just a long long process like it's a long recovery process. When you think of great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lebovic Law Group. At Lebovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lebovic. Lebovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes and proud sponsor of all things you. Go you. When Dr. Anderson tells you, I can take care of you. Yeah. This is not as big a deal as you think. You mm -hmm. think what? Your your emotions are what? I was excited. Like, I'm going to be able to play football again. That's what was going through my head. Because I was at a point, I was like, I'm ready to be done. I was ready to quit. Like, I was like, really in the darkest part. I was like, I'm ready to be done with football. And I'll never, like, I don't, I would never be a quitter. Like, my mom's raised me never to quit, like finish it out. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I tell her on the phone or when, when we were there, I'm like, I'm going to just finish my career out, whether it's, you know, on my terms or not on my terms. I was like, I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish it out. Like, I'm not going to just quit. Um, and when he told me that, I was like, it gave me the little bit of light, the little bit of spark that I needed to continue to try it again. So obviously we go through that. You like, must have been in a weird way, I would guess, because you've been beaten up pretty good, like emotionally and mentally beaten up and physically, obviously. But I would imagine, or was there some level of excitement, meaning like there's a possibility out there for me that I can keep playing? Yeah, I was excited. I was really, really excited. Like I remember getting back in the hotel room and I was like, he's going to fix me. Like cut <laughs> me now. Like Mick, cut, like, rock, like, cut like, me now. I don't, I don't know how to like explain it any other way, but like I was so excited because I was like, he seemed like he really knew what he was talking about. And I was like, he knows how to fix it. Like, and that's like, I, the whole time it was like, it's just tendonitis. I, we don't know how to fix it. And I'm like, what do you mean? You don't know how to fix it. Like, so like when I heard that from him, I was like, I was happy. Put a smile on my face. Cause I was like, I, I don't feel like, like I just was in a bad mood all the time. Cause it was just constant pain. Like, I was just like, this is terrible. Had the surgery, did the recovery process in 2021 now right and that's process i mean th that took me a really long time to recover from it, it was around six seven eight months right but i knew like hey i'm gonna play football again like it'll be all right you had something to work towards you had, had something out there that had, you were working towards. To work towards and it was whether like is it going to be the start of the season or is it going to be in the middle of the season but I, I mean i feel like i healed pretty fast um talk to me about rehab because we we, we've been through it now a few times and in the world of sports guys get hurt yeah and they come back yeah right but no one actually sees the part that gets you back right all those hours there's ups there's downs there's pain there's probably setback uh, obviously setbacks you you, right. you know you've alluded but you know even if it's a simple injury there's setbacks or a normal process could talk to me about what it's like going through any of these rehabs, what that, what the process that no one sees, all they see is when you get back. Yeah. It's, it's a slow process. There's battles within battles, you know, like, 
the first time you're able to walk, like that's an like you that's an accomplishment. Like you have to celebrate all the little successes. And that's through every surgery I had and recovery process, it was like I was just celebrating all the little things that I was able to complete, finally do again. Like, you know, it started with going from the hard cast to a soft cast to a boot. And then it's like, hey, look, I can get this much range of motion in my ankle compared to this much range of motion. And hey, my calf is getting this much bigger compared to it being skinny is my bone when I had just because I hadn't been using it like any of the like really celebrating just the little successes that I could I would have along the way was really what just keeps you going like hey I'm finally able to walk now and then like what's the next step from walking is like hey doing some underwater jogging and then from there it's hey back to lifting full and then it's like hey what's next is like okay we're gonna run on land and then from there it's like hey we're now we're gonna cut on land and then it's like okay now we're going to get you some team reps, um, non-contact team reps. That's like, hey, now we're going to put you in team reps. And then it's like, okay, here we go. Now we got to increase the load, see how long, see, like slowly progress you into doing it longer and longer and longer every time. So it's like just celebrating those little successes is really what keeps you going. It's like, hey, now I can do something new, what I'm looking forward to doing next and, and where I'm going to be. And now in the back of your head at any point, was there ever a, I don't know, because of everything you'd been through, right? You know, you all those times before when you were rehabbing the first injury, you go out, there's a pain in my foot. What's that? Twice, there's a pain in my foot. What's that? Was there ever a fear of, please, 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 no more, no more setbacks? I imagine the setbacks for you might have hit a little different because you were, th you, you've been through this a few times. Yeah, I, I was worried about it a little bit, but I, at, at this point, I kind of got that mindset of like, it is what it is. Like, whatever is going to happen is going to happen, you know? I felt pretty confident with this one, you know, after having the surgery in, in Green Bay. So, you know, I was like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to just rehab it like I'm ready to play and then we'll go from there. Right. So that's what I did. Um, I rehabbed it as normal. We get up into the 2021 season. So now you've gone through fall camp. Yeah. Are you participating in fall camp? Like, were you cleared? I participated in the back half of fall camp. So okay. the, the last two weeks, um, we've had and you're a feeling good at this point. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good at this point. Played against uh, – I had, like, a couple snaps against Fresno State. I'll just say, like, a couple – like, maybe, like, two two snaps, right? Um, went through the – we went down to Columbus, Ohio, played Ohio State that year. Um, I felt really good at this point. I'm like, I feel great. I'm good to go. I, don't even, I, I know what's coming. I don't even want to hear it. I don't even – I don't want to hear the – word. I don't even want to hear the – actually, now that I hear you telling the story of everything you've been through, even though I kind of knew it, I don't even want to hear you say it, and I know what you're going to say. Seriously, dude, I don't even want to hear you say it. It's like unfathomable what you've had to go through. And this is why this needs to be told because it's not just nine years, right? That's BS, straight up freaking BS, right? And I know what you're about to tell me. I know the, exactly what you're going to say, and I don't yeah. even want to hear it. It makes my skin crawl. So so I go into 2021 season. I play that first game against Ohio. Uh, I would say the, the, the first game me playing that year was really Ohio State. That's that's what I – like I played a little bit in Fresno – um, but Ohio State was like that first big one. And we get into that week of practice, feeling great. I'm like, coach, like, I don't want to be held back anymore. Like, I feel, I feel good. This is Coach Cristobal, too, right? Coach Cristobal, yeah. Like, I feel good. I feel, I feel like myself again. And he's like, you've earned this. He tells me the morning of the game, he's like, you're going to start the game. But I'm like, I'm excited, right? I'm like, finally, like, this is my time now. I was like, back to 2018, I was like, I'm going to have that feeling again, right? We get out there for the game. Driving up to the game, it's insane. I'm like, Columbus, Ohio is jumping, right? 
I'm like, I got goosebumps talking about it right now. <laughs> like it's my favorite game I've ever played in for many reasons. Right. But um, I mean, the stadium, it's like a hundred thousand people is so loud. Like the environment's crazy. It's all like the whole stadium was all red. Like I, I don't think they had lost at home in like a really, really long time. Right. It was like, it was like 36 games or maybe it was 19. I don't remember how many games it was, but like they hadn't lost at home in a really long time. Right. When I figured out, when I knew that I was going to start the game, I called my mom and I was like, I'm starting the game, mom. And, it's, you know, it was like tears of excitement, you know, happiness because of everything that I've had to overcome, right? Of course. So warming up, per usual, I'm, I'm excited. I feel good. No, no, really, no, no problems at all. Ankles feeling great. We walk out there. And I remember I had this feeling like I walk out there and, and we line up in a, in a formation and, and I'm staring at the D end. And I can just tell by the way that I'm like, I'm, I'm locked in, I'm staring at him. Right. And, and I got that, like, yeah. Oh, like, I bet you, I bet you, whoever it was, you wanted to flatten that. Dude. I was like, you know, I was like, in my head, I'm like, you know what type of game this is going to be like, so first, <laughs> you got to give you got to put, you got to put yourself on notice. And like, he, he was doing like the, like the look at you, then look away. Like he wouldn't make eye contact with me. I'm like, okay. I was like, we got him already. I knew it in my head. I was like, we got him already. And first play we ran like split zone insert. And I felt, I was like, all right, I'm back. I'm like, okay, it feels good. Are you the insert? Yeah, I was the insert. I was a little split zone insert. Um, and we got like a, a, a run for like 10 or something. And I was like, okay, I felt good at this point. I'm excited. I'm juiced. I'm like, I'm knocking the rust off a little bit because of like live game. You know what I'm saying? And then like, I would still say I'm rusty because this is what year, this is the third year I haven't played really football. Like obviously I have, didn't fall camp, but like, Live, live in an environment like this. I'm getting, I'm getting a little hype talking about it. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, and 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 the game played out as it played out. Going into the second quarter, you know, we're backed up in the goal line. You can't hear anything in the huddle. The call. You're like just trying to focus on the quarterback's voice. Um, and we called a little, a little run, a little RPO um, pass. I had run like a corner route with a little tight end into the flat. And then I had the corner route and the quarterback was rolling out, you know, run pass option. I remember coming out of the corner route and just making contact with Anthony Brown, making eye contact with him. Ball was on me, um, got hit, shedded the tackle. And then when I turned to go run up field, I had got tackled from behind. And that was my first catch of the year in Ohio state. We were backed up on the goal line on like our own one yard line. It was like third and nine. Um, and it was a catch for like 16 yards. But I remember when I stood up, my ankle, my, my something in my foot, like my my ankle, my calf. I thought like I was like something doesn't feel right. Same foot? No, the opposite foot. And in my head, I'm like, I'm like at the moment, I'm like, just please don't be my bad. Like please don't be the ankle. I just had surgery on. Like please, 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 God, please. Like I cannot because I knew like if anything else is wrong with this foot, like there's nothing much else. So I stood up and I remember making eye contact with Coach Cristobal and like. Like I, I think he he knew and I knew. Like he looked at me and he's like, he's like, go down. Like, and I remember going down and like laying there. And like after being able to like lay there and like access like what was going on. Like I remember Travis Dye was like holding my helmet, like just telling me to breathe, calm down, like just breathe, just breathe. It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. Because all those guys on the team, they know what I what I've had to like go through to get to where I was at. And you know, I didn't know what it was at the time. My calf was on fire, right? When I stood up. I felt like I, I knew both my heels were on the ground, right? When I was standing up, but um, it felt like I was standing on in a high heel, right? Um, which I basically tore my Achilles on the opposite foot. 
on that catch. When did you and, find out? Uh, I found out the next morning. Uh, we got back. I was able to MRI it and figure out them. But they, they kind of had an idea at the game, but like they're kind of saving me a little bit because I was really emotional just because of like this is the fourth season now that I missed the whole season. My first, like, I, I was really excited that we won the game. It made it, it made all the pain worth it. Like we won the game. I didn't. We we left there all happy, smiling. I was able to celebrate. I got that little bit of joy that I needed to like celebrate with my teammates after a big win. Like everything that I had been telling you, like I, I want to happen, it it finally happened. Um, so like that, like gave me just enough to like want to keep going. Um, so when I found out what it was, I was like, okay, well let's fix it, right? Like I want to get it fixed and let's get it underway. So that's what we did. Did you see um? The clip of when Jalen Phillips this year tore his Achilles from the Dolphins. Yeah, I saw and his, that. And his reaction. Yeah. I imagine I, when you were telling me what you were going through, I, I, I that's what I thought of. Yeah, like I was just like, I just didn't know what to think. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't know. I remember watching his, and it, it gives me like, ugh, like when I think about it, because like it's such like a weird injury, like. But I had got I had got tackled while I was planting. So I well, think they, well, they had him mic'd up when he's on the field, you know, and he's like, you know, yeah. he, the realization of what happened. And then, we, you know, he breaks down and he's crying and it's the own nose yeah. and, you know, that kind of like realization of, oh, this is bad. And I was frustrated, too, at the same time. I remember going into the game and I was really, really frustrated. But so I basically, yeah, tore the Achilles. Um, and then when I got back to Eugene, there was a new doctor there new ankle doctor. So I was like, okay, this is just an Achilles. I'm like, how are we going to fix this? Cause it was a clean tear, like clean tear right through the Achilles, right in the middle, lower though. So like if no bone came off, it was you, you, you said branding marketing. Are you sure you didn't get like your medical? I guess you kind of got your medical degree for free too. Right? <laughs> yeah, there was, it was a perfect, a perfect tear. Like it couldn't have been any better. So, you know, for that, they was basically like, hey, we have to sew it together and then you have to re-strengthen it, right? That's what it was. I was like, okay, easy, right? I mean, for a while though, with the with the Achilles, like you can't really do much. So like, I was just kind of away, you know, I, I was away just with my family, just kind of doing recovery by my, like not even recovery. I was just kind of hanging out, right? Right. Going to, at this point I'm doing my master's. So I'm getting my master's degree. I'm just kind of doing school. I'm kind of away from the football team, right? Because I feel like that's what I needed for my mental health. I was like, not away. I was a part of the team, but like I couldn't really do much around the team, right? Right. Then uh, when I'm able to finally do stuff, I'm around the team. I'm around, and I'm that recovery process was nothing to me. Like I was like, this this is the easiest one out of all of them, right? It took a little bit longer because the Achilles is it's a huge thing, right? So go. So I I miss that. And at this point, 2020. 2021, but is when I tore it. But we're in the but 22 we're, now. We're in the 22. We're, so we've now been on this journey for seven years. 2015, tear the ACL in high school. We are now entering 2022. We have seven years, uh, and we've played. Well, we played one season, right? Oh, oh yeah, one season. Right, yeah. we played one full season. Yeah, one full season. Seven yep. years. Well, six years of college, let's say, because one year, six years of college, we have played one season. Yep. Okay. So we are in the 22. Yeah, well, because 2021, Coach Chris Ball left. Coach Landing became the head coach um, 2022. So all those guys didn't know what I had kind of been through, right? So it was tough. I had, you know, you got to make a good impression on these guys, and I can't really go through fall camp. I can't go through spring ball. I can't do any of that because I'm injured, right? I'm recovering off at Achilles. So I don't do spring. I'm just 
I'm doing rehab during spring, but I'm not nowhere near like being able to play. Like I, I was like, okay, during fall camp, you'll be good to go for fall camp, which is fine. Right. I was doing, I was able to do all the off season running. Right. So, and everything felt great. And at this point, the left foot feels amazing. I don't have any problems with the left foot. The at left all. foot is the one that we had all the problems. Yeah. The left foot Achilles is in the right. Achilles is on the Got right. It. Okay. Basically get, get through all the off season. Good up until the first season of 2022. First game we played Georgia. Um, and at this point I had just come off all those injuries. Georgia snaps were limited. And then at that point I, you know, talk to coach. I'm like, coach, I don't want y'all to hold me back. Like, I'm good. Like, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I don't want to let that fear sit in your head or my head. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I didn't come this far just to come, like, where I'm at. Like, come this far. Like, I want to play football. That's what I'm here to do. So then from there on, you know, roll, rolls increased, snap count increased. Started six games that season. Played the whole season of 2022. I think I had – Either three catch, three touchdown catches, or four touchdown catches. Played all of uh, 2022 season, healthy, good to go. At this point, I had graduated with my master's, right? So now I'm just taking classes, and now we're in like now we're into 2023, right? We're into this past season, which I transferred to Miami. Well, let me rewind this a little bit. Let me rewind this a little bit. Before the 2022 season, in the summer, I lost a teammate. Uh, a really good friend of mine, a best friend. Uh, he was in the tight end room as well. His name is Spencer Webb. Um, and over the course of the, the years that I was there, he got there in 2018. So he had been there through all my injuries. He never seen me play one time other than the Ohio State game when we played a little bit together. And then I got hurt. Um, it was always – he was always in my corner. He was always there encouraging me, pushing me, and keeping me, you know, level-headed as a teammate. Um, and we shared a big – our bond really grew – over the, the course of college. Well, can you tell me about this? Uh, so I'm reading your Instagram post that I, uh, you know, I do like to get myself prepared for this. This one's a little more challenging uh, the, yeah. in terms of all the details, but you wrote a very lengthy post to him. I guess there was something that summer you guys exchanged letters or he, yeah. or he wrote you a letter. Uh, I don't know if you wrote one back. I don't remember, but can you maybe talk about that moment and in, in the letter and what he wrote and then more, more uh, depth on the, on your guys, I guess it's more like a brotherhood to what ultimately. Yeah, so um, he passed away on July 13th, July 12th. We had a meeting that day, that morning, and it's like a more mindset meeting. Is like uh, we, we just talk about it's, – it's just like like a – I don't even know how to put it. It was like – Just a meeting of you and him? This is a team no, setting? No, no, no. It, it's a team setting, right? And we're talking about the, – the, the word of the day was gratitude. So we go in there and we talk about the whole team – coach coaches up there talking about, you know, this is, this is the theme of the day. We're going to talk about gratitude. We're going to go around and we're going to – talk to certain position groups of what we're grateful for and whatnot. And it changes every, every week, right. Every day or like every time we meet, but that day was gratitude. And in, in the, in the meetings. So we were starting as a team, we break out individual groups of like, you know, mix and match of each position groups, each coaches. And we get in there, we just talk about what we're grateful for things along that nature. At the end of that meeting, they're like, all right, I want you, here's a card. I want you to write a, You can write a card to whoever you're grateful for. And I want you to give it to that person. Right. Oh, you know what? I lied. This is on the 13th, the day he passed away. So that morning, that was that morning. We had that meeting of being, you know, grateful of gratitude. So we, after that meeting, I go to my locker. There's a card in my locker, right? I'm like, who's this from? Like, right. We go, we have to go to a list at this point. It's a card from Spencer basically saying like, I'm really grateful for you and our relationship. You've taught me so much. 
like I, I can't thank you enough. I can't wait for me and you to play together. Um, and I'm excited for this next season, this upcoming season, right? Which is the 2022 season. I love you so and so. We had a moment in the locker room, dapped each other up, and we went on about our day, right? Later in that day, we had a, a meeting as a as a position room, a, a tight ends. We went out. We were going to team dinner, like like dinner, and uh, we were going to like the, our little arcade out there just to like you know bond with each other. And uh, we all get there. Coach is like, I want to meet a little bit early before we head into the, to the place. So everyone gets there early. Spence is like a little bit numb. Like he just runs late. Like he's just, we knew like, oh, he's going to be the last one here or whatever. So like we were all waiting for him and uh, we're waiting, we're waiting. And I call him and like, he's always got his phone on him. And he, I call him and he doesn't answer his phone. And at that point I'm like, what the heck? Like, that's odd. And like, call him again. He doesn't answer. Um, and that's when our coach is like, hey, I, I got to tell y'all something. Uh, basically broke the news that like Spence passed away today. Um, he was cliff jumping. He 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 slipped and hit his head and passed away. Uh, and at that point, I didn't like choose to believe him. I was like in denial about it because I was like, "There's no way." Like I just talked to him six hours ago. We just shared this moment together. Like even to this day, I still don't like. It's hard to like grasp really like. Yeah, so like we ended up just going on our way. We didn't really like even like coaches like y'all don't y'all are free to go. Like I don't want to keep y'all together because I know this is a tough time. Like uh, I remember calling my mom and like I was like, this is not like I was like, I gotta tell you something. That's not that's just this bad news. She's like, what, what, what? Um, and I'm like, Spence, like Spence passed away, and like the relationship my family had with Spence was really close just because of everything that. Like I've been through, Spence has been through. Like I'm basically like his big brother to him at Oregon, like his mentor, his role model. That's what I tried to be his whole time while he was in college, whether or not he's perfect or not. You know, we're all we're all imperfect, but um, I was just trying to be that role model for him um, as as he was growing up at college, because you know he was away from family. His family was situation was tough, but yeah, I had told my mom, and it was like. Like, no way, like, no, no, like, I, it was just so hard to grasp at the time, like, even talking to it, talking about it now, like, it's like, it sucks, because, like, I just chose not to believe it at the time, and I, and I still don't, because I feel like he's just playing a joke on me, like, but, yeah, then um we had his little ceremony, ceremony of life um, at Autzen Stadium, and, like, all his, every, our team was there, his family was there, everyone was welcome to come, um, I spoke at it which was emotional, but um, that was right before the 2022 season. So that whole season, um, I remember that the, the first game, one of the first games I, I chose to wear his number, the number that I knew him as. Um, he had just switched to number four right before the 2022 season, but I, I knew Spencer as 18 and that's, and I chose to wear 18 for, I think it was the first game. I chose to wear 18 for the first game. And that was my first time playing since Ohio state we had talked about what we wanted to do that season and, and how we were going to play with it and like play with each other. And that we were so, so excited and whatnot. Um, and I, um, I wore his number that game. I was able to score in his Jersey, which uh, was really emotional for me. I got to imagine that had been. Yeah, that was my, I mean, I, I just told, you know, my goal with my family was, you know, I just wanted to score. I wanted to score one more time and have that feeling. And I was able to do that wearing his number 
it was special to me. Uh, I'll always remember that. I'll cherish that moment for my life. You have a picture of it? Yeah, I think I do. I think I do. I uh, a picture of me with his jersey on, or me scoring? That that you got that play. You got to have that play somewhere. Yeah, I, I do have that play. It was a. Uh, That's got to be a home game too. Yeah, it was. It was the a crowd, home game. Hopefully, the crowd was going crazy. Crowd was going crazy because I mean, like I said, it was. They got to know the story, part of the story at least. They knew the story. Yeah, so I do. I have a, I have a video of it. I have a a picture in his jersey. So I was also a captain in that game. So it was a, it was a little tribute to, to Spence and everything that you know we talked about. Why'd you guys hit it off? I was his host on his official visit. He got there. You know, he, he's deciding whether or not he wants to where he wants to go to college. And uh, you know, we started off rough. Um, I wouldn't say I was the biggest fan of Spencer in the beginning, uh, but over the course of the years, I I, I took on that. Like I, I knew that someone had to be that person for him, you know, around at college. And I was like, I'll take him under my wing. And this is when I was still growing and learning as a person because I was in 2018. Um, but we basically, our relationship, it went up. We built more of a relationship and we became really, really good friends. And I'm grateful for that because he taught me a lot. And I, and I know I taught him a lot. Crazy. That was right before the 2022 season. So that so that 2022 season was really special to everyone in the tight end room because I know it affected everybody in some some way. Um, so we we became really close that that year. You know, we we had a reason of why we were playing. We were playing for Spence, and every game it was for Spence. And every game in 2023 that I played at Miami has been for Spence. I, I talked, you know, I, I pray, I talked to him for every game. But we talked about what we want to do. And someone's got to live through them on the football field. And and everyone in that room, I, I know I can sit here and speak probably for everybody. Pa- Patrick Herbert, Terrence Ferguson, Maliki Montaval, everyone that was in that room last year that when he passed away, that we, we you know, we came super close. It was, uh, we all had that reason why, why we're going out on that field every day. And everyone probably has other, more reasons too, but that's that's one reason for a lot of us is because we, we that the room, was one of the closest tight end rooms I've ever been a part of, you know, the five of us. But um, then I get here to Miami 2023, right? Why'd you leave? I left because uh, I felt like I had given everything I could to Oregon. All the injuries, my degrees. I've been there for seven years. I, I was ready for a change. Losing Spencer, um, I was ready just for some change. I needed something different. I chose Miami because of Coach Cristobal, you know, his loyalty, really. He was with me every for all those years that I never that I wasn't playing, which was what we went over. It was I got there in 2016. He became the coach 2018. I didn't play for coaching career at Oregon, right? And he stayed loyal to me the whole time I was there. Never once said, Hey, I don't think we want you on the team anymore. He was always there supporting me. He he knew the type of player I was. Um, let's just get you back healthy. Um, the relationship with him never faded and I like I appreciate that guy so much because like I remember texting him before like a game one time and I just said thank you so oh the uh the Georgia game I said thank you so much for everything you've done for me like believing in me and everything because I feel like playing for a coach that believes in you is like it's huge like because if a coach is willing to do anything for you you're willing to do anything for that coach and he was he was there with me through all the hard stuff the times I wanted to quit all those things so Really, the decision to come to Miami was like a no-brainer to me because Coach Cristobal, Coach Mirabal, 
Coach Woodle, Coach Joe, Coach Feld, Coach Eaton. And I mean, I don't even want to leave anybody out, but like everybody that was at Oregon when I was there, that's now here. It's it's for them, really, that's keeping me going. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what making me want to come back and and continue to play is like those guys, like you don't, you're not you don't get to be around genuine people like them every day. And being around them is special. So that's what made me want to come to Miami. Obviously, those guys, and then the tradition here at Miami, the fans, the you, what has been in the past and what is going to be in the future. Coach Cristobal is a winner, and he wants to win. So, and I and I like that mentality from him. Like he's willing to do whatever it is to win. He grinds hard, and and that's what I'm about. I, I like working hard. I like grinding. I like winning. I'm John Davis, Secretary of the Florida Lottery, and I'm proud to lead an agency that is creating brighter futures for Florida students, families, and communities. As the primary funding source of the Bright Future Scholarship Program, the lottery has helped nearly one million students reach their dream of a post-secondary education. And we will continue to do our part to ensure that every student across this state is aware of these opportunities and has the resources needed to succeed. Because together, we can build a brighter future for all. What is it about – like, you knew what this program was get. I mean, I think a lot of people probably knew what this program was getting from the outside because they knew Mario. Mario's well-known here in Miami, obviously being a player and a coach and a, and a guy from here. But from a program standpoint, if I take you back to the start of 20 – now I'm going to do my math. Start of 23, right? Start of 23 when you got here. So he'd already been here a year. If you could have sat anybody down, if you got, if you got to get up in front of the team and say, take my words, team – this is what it's going to be like under Coach Cristobal. This is what it will take to succeed. You would say what? I say you got to work hard. You know, like it's nothing here is given to you. And I think like that's a lot of a, a new thing with all the all the new kids, in my opinion, is like they don't know what it's like to work hard. Like you got to work hard for your spot because if not, you're not going to be playing. I don't care how good you were in high school, where you were before you got here, like – I knew when I got here, I said, there's going to be competition in the room and I'm ready for it. Like, I want the competition. I want you to have that spot and I'm going to come get it from you, you know, like. And that's my MO all along. Like, I want to compete, like take my spot. If I'm the starter, take my spot. If you're the starter, I'm going to take your spot. You know, if that that would be one of the main things, like you got to work hard, like you got to grind because somebody wants it more than you. So you got to want it more than them, you know. And have you seen in your one year more people sort of adapt that mentality? Yeah, I think I think more people have adapted that mentality, you know, grinding like people people have have listened, have have bought into what Coach Chris Ball is preaching, saying what they all what, what everyone's saying around here. Everyone they're they're all buying in, and that's what you need. You need the buy-in, like, like just trust, like just trust what they're saying and buy into it and let the success speak for itself. You were on another podcast. You said to them, one of the reasons you came back was to be a better leader. Yeah. So how much can you help bring more people with you, right? You've seen it. You've been with coach at Oregon. You've already laid out exactly what it takes. Yeah. It seems to be wired right into the kind of guy you are. Yeah. And you said trust. So how much, of your role this year, other than obviously your own production on the field can be as a leader, I'm taking more dudes with me. Yeah. I think a big thing is just all the young guys coming in and all the guys that are here, like continuing to stay on that journey, that path, that journey that coach Chris Ball sent for us. He laying a foundation. Now we got to build a house around it. You know what I'm saying? Just encouraging the guys to continue to trust. Like 
all like everyone saw last year what what hurt us and it's like now nah, moving forward we can't do those make those same mistakes another year or are we going to end up in the same spot so continue to trust and listen to what the coaches are saying and really just it's really the buy-in like buy into what he's doing i know it, it might be tough i know it might be challenging but later on in life it's gonna it's gonna help you it's gonna you know it's gonna make you better than what you were today like you're gonna leave here a better man a better individual a better leader um and that, and like I said, that was one of the main reasons is I want to come back and I want to bring as many people as I can with me to be the best leader on this team as they can. Like, I felt like last year I did a good job leading. Like, when I needed to lead, I did a good job. But it's hard also to to be that the biggest vocal leader in times where things are rough, things are going tough, right? Because you got a lot of odds looking at you. So I would try my best to do that. But this year I don't want to, I don't want to hold anything back. Like. I'm okay if I don't make friends because of what I have to say. Like, if your skin's not tough enough to take what I have to say, so be it. But I want to win. Like, I I didn't come here to lose football games, you know? Like, I came here to win, and I came here to change this program around with Coach Chris Ball like, the same way he wants to do it and the vision he has because I believe in Coach Chris Ball's vision and, and what this team can be. So I'm ready to push people to where, you know, but they don't want to be pushed. I'm going to push you because especially in the tight end room, like, I keep I hold those guys to a high standard. Like, Right is right and wrong is wrong. So you're doing it right. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. I guess the only advice I'll give you is remember all those low times, right? And if you ever think, should I or shouldn't I? I should. I'm, I don't want to say <laughs> I know. I got you. I got you. I got you. Change the trajectory of your career or find your new passion. Both are possible at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. The division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit miami.edu slash DCIE to learn more or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you. We do have to talk about one more thing. We got to talk about mom. How can, I, I cannot, I can't, I can't do, she's not, there's, don't worry. There's no surprise guests. Don't worry. Those guys yeah. did you get, those guys were good and she's well spoken. No, she's not hanging in the lobby. She didn't get it. She didn't get the zoom with the i I've done the secret surprise before with other people, but don't worry. She's, she's not here. She's not lingering. She can't hear what you're saying. Um, <laughs> But I just feel like she just texted me too, which is funny. Did she really? Oh my God. She actually replied to the JV on post as well. I said, your son's next. She didn't reply to me, but I did say your son was next. You know, everything JV on said, I can piggyback off that. Like that's, he's spitting real facts when he says that. You're now the third person to say that. Cause Jaden Davis was on the week before and said the exact same thing. JV on said that's it. What, that's what makes you want to play for coach Cristobal. Like, Man, it's a, he's a great dude. Like, he's a great coach. He's a great dude. And, like, you want to be around good dudes. And all those coaches here, like, genuinely, genuinely, genuinely care about you as a person. And, like, that's huge as a player to me. To me. A lot of – that might not be other people, but to me, that's everything. That loyalty that they have towards you. When he says something to you, you can trust that he's got your back with what he says. And he's gonna And he's going to hold himself to that standard of what he says to you. Well, I'll say this. He's been good to me when it comes to, like, there are a lot of people in this world, Cam, like, trust is a big deal to me. Yeah. You screw me on trust, you're done. Like, yeah. and I take that personal. Loyalty, trust. Like, if someone says to you, hey, I'm going to tell you something, don't say anything. 
I don't say it. I know good as well. If I do that to someone else, they're running their freaking mouth, right? That's just how people right. are. But if you trust me with something, you better know I'm doing exactly what you said. And if you cross me, I got no time for you. I really don't. I, my circle's small because I don't let a lot of people in because I don't trust people, to be quite honest. And that's how I operate with others. But I know how the world is. And I think in our sport, a lot of people that talk, a lot mm -hmm. of people that talk, 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 sell, 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 and it ain't real. Yeah. So if it's real, I'm about it. But talking about moms. The realest one is mom. The realest one is mom. <laughs> and the that's mom. mom. She's mom, dad, friend, mentor, leader, guider, right? She's the whole freaking deal. She's everything. Everything you can imagine. That's what she she plays. You know, really without her, it, it, she's really what it comes down to. She, you know, she raised me to be a certain way. And that's who I am. I just got to stand on how she's raised me. And that's what's got me through everything, every injury that I've been through to this day. That's made me who I am. And obviously she was there with me through every injury, every surgery. And a lot of people think it's all sweet, but like a lot of my frustration, I take it out on her and like, that's not fair, but she sits there and she listens and we, we go through the stuff together. And I think that's, that's big because, you know, she experiences the same emotions that I'm going through, but I'm able to help there. She's able to help me get through the emotions. She's just like my backbone, really. Um, I, I, there's not enough I can say about my mom that make it seem any better. I mean, she's really. Now, she, I was going to say the word tough, but I, I'm going to revise that and say the strength. Let's talk about your mom's strength. She, yeah. she essentially raised you as a single parent. Yeah. How her strength has infused you with yours. Yeah. She's obviously had to overcome a lot herself. You know, being a single parent, things in life that she's had to deal with. She's been strong for me. So when I go through things myself, I got to be strong for she's her. She's got to pick you up. She's got to pick me up. Right. But I've seen her be strong in situations. So it's only natural for me to be strong in situations when things are going hard, things are tough. And like, that's where I get it from. I get it from my mom. You know, she's a hustler. She's a She's a strong person. What does she do, by the way? Because I heard her on the podcast. Good energy, well spoken. Like, uh, she's a she she's a works remote for a company in back, back in Pennsylvania. She's a recruiter. <laughs> I got like, it. Stick her in the room. She'll close some freaking deals. Well, yeah, she's she's a really strong person. And I mean, I just that's my role model. You know, it's my mom. I want to be the best person that I could be for for my mom, my family. You know, she supports me. I support her with, with whatever it is, and and I know at the end of the day we got each other's backs. And that's all that I, that's all I need. I, I just as long as I like I know I got my mom's back, and like I said, loyalty is everything. And and she's always loyal to me. She's always there for me, whatever whatever I need, and like whatever she needs, I'm always there for her. Like we really got each other's backs, and that's all that's all we need. But she's also your like you guys are like a yeah, she's like super, my best friend, right? And I know that sounds like that's wild, but like I mean, it is. It's just life. Like I've been with my mom since I was little. She's raised me. My mom, my grandma, and it's like, it's going to be. I'm going to ask your mom to call you. If she's your best friend, I'm going to ask her to tell you this. Will you put something on your wall, dude? Look at that. It's blank. I, I, I sat right here. I sat right here for a reason, so ain't nothing in the background. No, I want some pictures on the wall. Come on, man. Get, we need. We need. We do need a women's touch in that room, but mine would look the same. I got my trophy over there. That's what I got for over what? there. what? Uh, my little Courage Award trophy. Is that from the Orange Bowl? I can show you it if you want to yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it. Go get it. It's pretty big. If I'm not mistaken, that was 22. So you're still at Oregon, right? Yes, I won this uh, my last round before I came out here to Miami. So that who played in that game? 
in the Orange Bowl? Yeah. Uh, Tennessee and uh, Clemson. You were just someone that they honored. Yeah, because I had got the Orange Bowl is who presented this award, so I received it at halftime of the game. So basically, we played we played North Carolina in 2022 in San Diego, and the award was given to me on the 30th, I think. So after the game on the 28th, uh, I had to fly out to Flo- out here to Florida on the 29th and receive the award. And then you just uh, took a drive about 30 miles south and uh, enrolled at UM. <laughs> I flew back. Decided that I wanted some change into the transfer portal, and what's that I, like? By the way, well, you kind—I think you kind of knew where you were going, but when the when you put your name in the portal, what, what what's that like? It's hectic. It's crazy. It's like high school recruiting all over again. But like when I was getting recruited, it was a lot different. Now it's like it's just crazy nowadays. You got coaches hitting you up. Can you, can you get on the phone and talk? We want to get you out here and visit. Blah blah blah. You're under a time constraint because I entered the portal late. Like schools were already enrolling in school, so like. I was, I was limited to my, my, some of my options were, but uh, ultimately I knew I knew where I wanted to go, so it was uh, it was pretty easy for me. Join us at Gulfstream Park this spring with live action Thursday through Sunday. Enjoy entertainment outdoors at the Carousel Club or feast in Ten Palms. Not hungry? Visit our many on-site shopping locations from fashion stores to home furnishings. For schedules, reservations, and tickets, visit GulfstreamPark.com. So we'll bring this back. By the way, uh, you said in the other podcast, in the Kingsport podcast, you're doing. A, are you doing a documentary this year, or are you or or some? Or are you involved in doing some do- kind of documentary? Did I hear that? Maybe not a documentary. Are you Maybe. doing more film? Oh, are you doing more stuff around your story? I thought uh, something. To oh that yeah, effect. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing more stuff around my story. Yeah. You're doing it yourself. Uh, I'm with a team. A media team. Yeah. You going to tell us anything about it or you got to keep it under wraps? Under wraps. Ah, come no, on, it's man. In the works. It's in the works. It's, it's, it's in the works. We're, uh, we're working every day to, to get this, this plan together. So, okay. So then the last thing I'd be like, you know what, dude, why not come back? Yeah. I mean, right. Everyone's I mean, kind of like, like we said, we come bring it full circle, right? All the jokes, all the crap you've heard before, but like for everything you've been through, for how you talked about how you, how the sport, you know, kind of makes you feel and what you want from it. You get, you deserve to have your chance, right? You deserve to get your, especially with everything you've been through. What, like, why would, if you have it, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. Like I, I think really like the real world, the real world isn't going anywhere. Right. The NFL is not going anywhere. Like, yeah, that's, we, that's, we, we all have goals in our life. Right. But I, I'm looking big picture here too. I understand that it might not happen. That's all right. I'm okay. I'll get, I'll be able to find me a, a, a good job and uh do something that i really enjoy doing for my life um but right now everyone always tells me i i, I, I miss playing football i regret play, not playing my senior year of football and once when once football's done football is done like so i'm blessed with the opportunity to play one more season i'm gonna make the most out of this opportunity um and play my four years like i said in the beginning like a, a, a lot of people do so i you know i i could I could care less what everybody else has to say about what I'm doing because y'all, everyone's always worried about what I'm doing, but they're not in my shoes. They haven't had to walk where I've got to walk, what I've had to overcome, what I've had to overcome. At the end of the day, it's not easy. It's hard. By the way, and I'm just going to say this because I do feel this way regardless because I have been around college football and the University of Miami, so I understand what it's like. Major, and that's probably, you know, 
why there should be compensation. But big-time college football, it's a job. It's a uh, full-time commitment. With or without the money, it's a full-time commitment. 100%. And I'll tell you one other thing, Cam, and we'll leave, this will be the last. In a weird way, I think you get in your, your fourth year, in your ninth year, so to speak, being that you're 25, that's a blessing. From this standpoint, you're going to appreciate it. You're going to be engaged with it. You know, being you're going to, I think your, your appreciation for your fourth year as a 25 year old is completely different than if you had just gone through four years. Yeah. hundred percent. I've learned so much going through everything about who I am as a person and what I can accomplish in my life. And I think you'll cherish it too. Right. Like you understand, cause I think you just you're wise, right. You're just going to understand what you have, what maybe were, could have been taken away. You know, it's just like life, you know, the older you get, the thing you just look at things differently to me, what you're, what, you know, people could, like I said, they could say all the jokes they want, but you got something no one else will have. Well, very few people will have, and you will get to, you know, you'll get to, it'll leave its mark on you as well. 100%. All right, buddy. Appreciate you. Thanks for doing this. I usually go pretty long. We definitely went longer than I thought, but there right. was a lot to talk about. It's good. It, it, it's, it's good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed our conversation, Josh. I appreciate you. If you uh, need anything else, just, just text me, hit me up. We, we can. I want to be in that documentary, dude. We'll figure or something whatever. out. I want to be out of whatever it's, whatever it's going to be. <laughs> we'll figure something out. All right. Have a good one, buddy. All right. Take care. Thanks, Josh.